Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm looking at an open flame. This is different. I mean, you know, I love a candle moment. There's a candle right in the center of us. It is, you know? It's it's giving some ambiance. We love that. Well, the audience can't see it. I know. It's just for us. They can see it like once we start like recording these podcasts. That's true. We will film them at some point. We should do whenever when we start recording these podcasts, like visually putting them on the YouTube site, we should do like different lighting and for each different one. So every podcast can have a different visual mood. Sweetie, if you'd like to set all of that up. Up, then I will be right there for it. I don't want to. Well, <laughs> then it's not going to happen. I well, apologize. I guys, hate that for all of you. Uh, guys, y'all heard it here first. Matt Palmer's the reason why <laughs> our visual podcasts, when they happen, if they happen, <laughs> when they happen, I, which they happen. I will be doing, but you can't just come here with ideas and no action. But see, that's kind of like what I am. I'm more of like, <laughs> the, I'm more of like the artistic creative producer and ah. you're more of like the producer that like get, gets me what I want. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I I signed up for that. <laughs> that doesn't feel like something that I would agree uh, to. So. Now you know this is what I was like on the set of Divas. Oh, well, I mean, you were paying for that. <laughs> so you deserved every moment. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the 2K Matt's podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. Welcome back to another week of the pod. Matt Steele. Yes. How are you? I'm good. We're recording this on a Sunday. I know. We're back to our schedule. We're back to the schedule. It's happening. It's beautiful. It's but I'm doing well. Yeah. What have I done this week? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't even you know. You went to a bubble place? Yeah, I went to yep. Bubbly's. I um I just bought uh, some new sunblock. Okay, oh, I went on a hike. I went on a Tinder date. Oh my god! And gosh. I went on a hike with a guy. He was very nice. Yes, we were walking up that hill. Is he sporty? Is that where he wanted to go to a hike? Not really. I mean, okay. he's like fit, but like yeah. I wouldn't call him like sport. I would okay. say we're both equally sporty, so we were both equally miserable. Oh, why? Well, who decided to go on a date that would make you both miserable? I think he's the one that decide like, oh, you want to go on a hike? And I was like, yeah, why not? I guess it's also like, still, we're still in a pandemic, so yeah. we might as well be outside. I get that. A nice outdoor date. Plus, it was like a daytime date, and like, I'd rather go on a hike than like get coffee or whatever. I mean, you could get something at a coffee place, couldn't you? Get a water or like yeah. a do you like a tea? Well, uh, the thing is, like, I hate coffee. Yeah. But like, also the difficult thing with like going to get a coffee is there's like. It's very hit or miss if there's going to be a place to sit, like at That's a coffee true. place. That's true. So I'm always just like, why don't we just get a meal? Yeah. Why don't we just get a meal? What's up with this coffee nonsense? Yeah, yeah. But he was like, oh, well, let's go on a hike instead. And I All was right. Like, you know, what? you know what I can do on a hike? Talk and talk and talk. All right. I bet he enjoyed that. He did. I, hope I he did. Can, I can tell a good story. I believe that absolutely. Sometimes. I've heard rumor. Not in a concise way, often, <laughs> but you know. No, I'm sure it was lovely. Would you see him again? Yeah, he was very nice. He was very fun. Great. I love so, that. Yeah. What did you do this week? Well, guys, I think it's time that we make an announcement. Oh, no. <laughs> because it's becoming too large a part of my life that I'm not sharing with the people. And I feel like it's time to let people know. And if you're listening to this podcast, you get some exclusive tea before people watching our videos do. So um, I guess we have lived together since 2012. 2011, January, January 11th. January. Oh no, my god! Yeah, January 11th, 2012. And I, ha- you know, I, you know, I hate to break up the band in this way, but <laughs> you know, a, a couple of months ago, Jackson and I decided that we were going to live together. So we have begun looking for new places, new apartments, and I will be moving apart from Matt Steele. No one fret. We'll still put out the podcast. We'll still make videos. We'll just have to travel to one another to do it. Yeah, we'll still put out the stuff, but we won't still be friends. <laughs> That's true. We'll never talk on outside no. of the podcast and on video from here on out. It'll be all silence. But it just, okay. Oh, 
a couple of weeks ago, I we found a house that's truly a dream house. The thing is, you'd think if you spoke to Jackson and spoke to me that it's like, oh, Matt Palmer is going to be a disaster looking for an apartment. And not to say that either of us are disasters, but you'd think that I am the pickier. I am the, you know, more diva-esque person in our relationship, which I feel like nine times out of ten is true. Mm. But Jackson is very particular about where he wants to live. Mm. And I feel like that is fair. He likes what he likes. He likes an outdoor space. He likes lots of light coming in. He basically wants to live in a house. And like, he just, you know, he has lots of things on his list that are just opposite of the things that are on my list. My list is like, I'd like air conditioning. I'd like hardwood floors. I'd like it to be beautiful. I'd like it to be beautiful. (laughs) Like, whatever. I'll decorate it. It doesn't matter. I don't think the audience is very surprised to hear this because while you may like have very, you know, specific wants and needs and everything, you are also a person who knows what you want right away. Exactly. And if you don't want it, you don't want it right away. And that's the thing. It's like, and we, even before we were starting to move in together, we had very different shopping habits as far as like, oh, we're making a big purchase, like the way we handle things. Jackson's like, I'm getting a new car. I'm test driving 50 cars. I'm making a spreadsheet about the pros and cons of the cars. And I'm like, I want a Mini Cooper. I want a convertible. Where can I get a good price? Let's go in and do it. He saw me buy that Mini Cooper car and he was just like, this is the only car you've looked at? I'm like, yes, this is the one I want. Well, but the thing is like, but you've known and thought through your head for years and years and years that you wanted a Mini Cooper. That was your goal. Right. And so again, with the apartments, it's just like, I need a dishwasher. I'd like an in-unit laundry, actually. Air conditioning would be great. Hardwood floors, most of the place, all the place, whatever. Beyond that, it's like, <laughs> and he's like, I want the ambiance to be this. I want to like walk in and have it be at this moment. And like, I need, you know, green. He loves a green space. He loves light. And I think that's love. We love nature and like being able to see it from inside. And like, yes, yes, yes. But he also loves the process of looking for apartments in a way that I do not. Yes, you, I yes. am like I hate this. Oh, <laughs> like I love looking at like, empty apartments. When we would look for apartments, you would go and be like, "Matt, come see this one." And like that's what we've decided to do. Is Jackson's going to go? He loves to do it. Yes, it makes him happy. To me, it makes me drained. I, if I could close my eyes and like wake up in the new apartment, all fully furnished, and we're just there, I would. So this is just delaying that part of joy that I'm I'm wanting to get to from mm. all of this. See, I'm like, even if I'm looking at something I know I don't want, I still love looking at That's it anyway. That's the thing. He's had that too. It. And I'm like, this is horrible. Like, it's, I've it's been an adventure. Being, like, shown an apartment that you know you're not going to get and don't like, it's like, this is a waste of my time. <laughs> I could <laughs> like, imagine you just being miserable, I, just like, yes, yes. Shut down. Like, we went to this one place and the bedrooms were, like, the size of a fucking shoebox. And I was like, why am I here? <laughs> like, what <laughs> am I looking at? But the that goes to say, goes to show, this past weekend we were looking at other apartments we the thing is we saw this house that he drove back up from Balboa an hour and a half to go look at this house on its first open house day drove back to Balboa to be with his family for the rest of the weekend we put an application in that day the day we saw it the moment we saw it we were like this is both of our things what we want it's the top of our price range but it's in our price range and all week they were like oh could you send us more pay stubs could you like give me your your boss's email address so we can confirm could you give me your landlord's email address so we can confirm that you're not a bad uh, tenant it's just going on all week. And I'm just like, we have to be the only ones. We can't be like, they can't be, can't be doing this for every applicant. And then they call Jackson, which by the way, they should have called me because I was the person that wrote their name on the open house thing and like was the real applicant, but they didn't call me because they're fucking racist. Anyways, okay. they call Jackson Friday evening and they're like, you know what? I don't have good news. Basically, you and this one other tenant, we gave it to the homeowners and it was a, basically a coin toss because you both had great credit and great references and there was no problem. And they chose the other people. That and is so 
awful. It's it, it, like, the thing is, like, if it's between two people who have equal amount, equal credit, equal yes. this, equal that, everything is the same. Yes. You give it to the person who applied first. Exactly. And, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's what happened. I yeah, don't they, know. Yeah, they could be just saying that to make you feel better. No, I No, no, no. I think that's true because there's, I mean, there's no way they had better. They honestly would have have to have had worse credit than us. Like, we got our credit report back. It was beautiful. Not to brag, but like there's how no, got that mini coupe girl. I mean, hello, but it's just like it, ha- it was either that or they hated gay people or black people. Like there's <laughs> literally the only <laughs> options of what could be. So it better been a fucking coin toss. The only thing we had, there's like a 1% chance that if these people are so great and have such great credit, maybe they had another application in on a house or somewhere they want better. And they're not actually going to sign. They verbally signed, but they have not, physically signed so mm. until those papers are signed there's still a possibility but anyways it's in licking our wounds we've been going and looking at more apartments and more things and i'm just i've seen like three or four apartments where i was like i could live here and you know jacks and it's no shade we love jackson obviously but it's just a process that we're figuring out the best way to go about and also because i want to be able to tell you and our landlord like this is the day i am moving out this is when you need another person taking in my place like i don't want to leave everybody in the state of unawareness mm-hmm. because everybody we talk to is like i'm like we would love to move october 1st and they're like ooh that's going to that's kind of a while from now it's like bitch september september is it's september now thank you like, what do you, there is the next and first of the month is october because september 1st is exactly. in 2 days and the thing is if we find a place i think in the next week what we're gonna have to do is be like i'm gonna move in on september 15th and we'll just i'll be here till october 1st kind Ooh. of thing which sucks that which sucks. is like not what i want to do at all but that's every, crazy thank you like you in a place like 15 days that's thank crazy. you they're like a whole other month with no one in here mm, i don't know if we could do that and it's like are you kidding me september's literally what wednesday yeah so whatever all I'm saying is I've done nothing besides look for apartments and look for houses we're gonna find one it's gonna be amazing and when it happens it'll be great and me and Matt still will still do this and don't worry but it's just this whole process is awful I really hate it I really hate it but you look great thank you you you, look like you've slept well I've slept well but like all I do is I work like this is now my second job like I just remembered today. I was like, oh, I have a remix of Do It All Again coming out on Friday. I was like, I haven't been thinking about that. I oh, been, shit. I been, it's like a tropical remix. If you like the tropical, inevitably you'll like this. It'll, it's cute and good and good for your Labor Day. I hope you like it. Uh, but I've, I've like not made a little thing to promote it. Like I have to plan a way to promote it in some way. And I'm like, well, I can't do that because that would be a job number three. Well, if you need someone to look at the apartments for you, I will happily. Honestly, if you want to go with Jax, then you both can just like enjoy yourselves. <gasps> oh. You could you could be the Matt. You're like, oh yeah, this is Matt. <laughs> this is my Matt. boyfriend's will, name is Matt. I will not be lying. <laughs> no one my, would be lying. My name is Matt. My name is Matt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, we're gonna find a place. Everyone cross your fingers that the people who got that house don't actually sign it for some reason tomorrow, and then I could just move in there and it'd be so much less work. I, I saw pictures of it and, I, and not to rub it in. I'm not. It was awful. Never mind. <laughs> no, you can say it. It's true. It was okay. gorgeous. You gave me a devastated look. It was gorgeous. I mean, I just because I am devastated. It was, it was gorgeous. I know. <laughs> I know. It was gorgeous. And the thing is, these are, there are other places like townhomes that would be bigger. Like it was not like the, the it was the largest home in the world, but just like the outdoor space in the backyard of it all. Mm. People, and you know, it was very white and bright. <sighs> you know, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay, and the bathroom. Yeah, and the arched doorways. I can't. Okay. We can't keep well. talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go into news for idiots. There's really not a lot this week. I feel like I say this every week, but it also seems to happen when we do like the Tuesday episodes and coming back on Monday. It's like I hope you're not expecting us to talk about anything <laughs> because we have nothing. I have nothing to quote Whitney. Um, did you speak? I mean, to th- talk about things that we hate. 
Did you see that flash mob shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, because we, I think me and Matt Steele were recently just, we're, we're talking about, like, remember when flash mobs were the thing and everyone, which, by the way, they're not anymore, guys. No. Promo marketing really people not. who planned whatever this was, they're not a thing anymore. And in my heart, they were never. I, 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 <laughs> I think, like, something that people are always surprised to hear from me is when I'm just like, I hate yeah. flash mobs. Yeah. Like, you would think little chipper Matt Steele must love, oh, it's music and dancing and random. Mm-mm. No. No, Matt Steele hates flash mobs. I cannot. I will <laughs> not. I even just like if I if I watch them from a distance, I'm mortified. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing, <laughs> and even it's embarrassing even if you're James Corden and Camila Cabello and poor Billy Porter, who I hope is getting paid. Oh, the thing ass is, loads if, of if money. they want to pay me ass loads of money, I will happily do your flash mob for to promote my movie. So, but did you but, watch? Did you watch the video of the person in the car getting sung at by Camila Cabello and James Corden in a rat costume? I did. I saw at, was, at first. I saw it from that angle, but set to the uh, musical score from the movie uh, Annihilation, <laughs> <laughs> and it was utterly hilarious. It's so funny. And I guess this is maybe the viral moment because we're all talking about it. I guess so. Maybe this is what they want but like it it was embarrassing to watch through a tiktok video of someone seeing it and i mean i assume they're editing it and it'll be on james corden's show and it'll like look better than it was but like you heard james corden and you heard camila cabello and it's just just like guys this is bad (laughs) and they're doing let's get loud by jennifer lopez which is now i guess just something we're going to talk about every six months since she just sung it at the inauguration for no reason and now this it's just as unsettling it's Okay, I understand, like, you got to promote the movie, you got to do something cute and kitschy for the kids, for the families and everything. Okay, go for it, do a flash mob. I just, if I was in that car, if I had to be somewhere, yes, if I had to be somewhere, but also, like, there was someone sitting on the, like, hood of that car in that shot. If that was me, I would be... I'd honk. Oh, I'd be very upset. (laughs) Yes. I will say, though, Okay. and this is just, this has nothing to do with the flash mob, Okay. as the months have gone on... Yeah. I truly don't know why people dislike James Corden so much. Oh, interesting. Like, I think people are needlessly rude about him. I, when I think I'm like, he's nice, seems nice. I, I don't know. I think I don't watch his show, but like, I, I imagine he's not a horrible human being. I, I don't know if that's true, judging from things I've heard about from the UK. I feel like the UK specifically really doesn't like him because he like came up there and they're like, no, he's a piece of shit. But <laughs> I, the UK, the UK, the UK, is a buzzing. The UK, they're all buzzing. But I, I think it has become like a little overdone that everyone hates him. I think he's just cheesy and like yeah and he was really bad in cats and um he's in everything in an annoying way like it's like why are you peter rabbit and in cats and in every every like animated anything he like cannot turn down a check i think he's just being shoved down our throats a little bit too much but he's, like if you were being offered these things would you turn down those not checks? at this i would start turning them down now because everyone fucking hates me. Like you can, t- I feel like as a person who's always been able to take the temperature of the room, it's like, how does everyone in this room feel about me? I can tell. I would t- turn some stuff down. Just sort of like, or like, let me like, let me take note of like the things I'm accepting. See like, yes, what see what people, and like, see like how much of me people need. Cause I'm already in their homes five nights a week. Do I need to be in every animated feature that they have to take their kids to? Like I'd get sick of me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, but the thing is like, I understand why he's like a little cheesy. He's yeah. like network television, late night talk show host. Right. Like, 
I mean, it kind of comes with the territory. I mean, but you saw him humping the air in that video? Yeah, but what else are you going to do in that kind of flash mob dressed as a rat? <sighs> yeah, maybe you don't do anything. <laughs> maybe you just do whatever you're contractually obligated to do. I, I just think that the pile on against him online is is so much. And it's like, guys, just like, if it bothers you so much, just turn it off. I don't know. It's like, what's the big deal? I agree. It's, it's maybe overdone, but I wouldn't say I don't get where it comes from. Okay. I get where it comes from. Okay. It's just an overexposure thing. But long story short, short I, I, I think the Cinderella Amazon, and the thing is, this is Amazon Prime. It's not even like a... Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be released yes, theatrically? Yes, okay. and then it was not. And so I just think it's, it's doing a lot, that like preview clip of you know, uh, the scene with Camila Cabello and Billy Porter going a little viral and it being just a little, it's just a little, maybe altogether it's lovely, but like the clip they showed was like a little cringe. It just is like, we're really trying to be young and cool and like, mm. yes, queen. And it's like, I don't. A little too dense. Yes. Too much density it was, of, yes. of that in one, in one short exactly. clip. Exactly. I mean, it's like I watched and I was like, okay, I, I don't know. I it's it's another adaptation of Cinderella. I'm not like heartbroken right. that it might not be like what I want right. because there will be another one two years from now. I, I don't know. I, like I I don't find all of this hubbub about this Cinderella to be as big of a deal as people are making. Mm, of it. I think that both Camila Cabello and James Corden are easy targets. Mm-hmm. Like Camila Cabello being like you know rec- racist on the record. She's easy <laughs> not to like. Oh, I forgot about You know, those like you can't forget what she said to Normani. And um James Corden is also it's just everywhere. So I think Billy Porter is the saving grace. Like no one hates Billy Porter. Like no one's trying to like say something bad about Billy Porter, but it is it's sad. Not sad, but it's like it's tough to see him lumped into the same thing. And it's like clearly this is, you know, uh people aren't responding positively. And maybe it'll do well, maybe it'll be a big stream hit, but I I'd be surprised. And I, I like that they're using Rhythm Nation, even though it doesn't make sense with Cinderella, but we love Janet. <laughs> <laughs> Janet's love, getting that check. It's, and Janet's getting a check, and that that we all love. Um, speaking of young artists, Olivia Rodrigo has had to give up some songwriting credit to Haley Williams. Speaking and of people getting a check, I Paramore know. got a nice Haley check. Haley Williams getting a nice check for a uh, songwriting credit on Good For You. And, you know, we do have an a live reaction of this music video and I do begin singing Misery Business uh, over top it. So I clearly can hear it. Um, but I still, I I, I don't know. What, I, I heard a rumor that it was 50%. I hope it's not 50%. 50% is 50% a lot. 50% is a lot. Like give them yeah. something, give them a little bit. I think there's obviously some similarities there. I think just the chord progression, you can't copyright a chord progression though. Like everyone no. uses the same chord progression. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. But like the way the this like the production of it and like the the sonic style and like the melody and like where it sits in her voice is where Misery Business's chorus sits. So I get it, but I do I hate to agree with Adam Levine put out a little like Instagram video about this, but ever since that fucking blurred lines thing happened, mm-hmm. ever since the Marvin Gaye estate got a piece of blurred lines, everyone, whenever there's a hit song, it's like that kind of sounds like mine and I'm gonna sue you. Mm. And they have a chance because it's like I just feel that case like set precedent. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's a little I wish this is now. I think the second song that she's had to give up parts, like she gave up parts of Deja Vu to Taylor Swift because she said some uh, Cruel Summer inspired that song. Oh yeah, just because there's the a chanty part. Yeah, but it's like that that one especially is like Taylor. That's please. very <laughs> weird. Yes, it's why I guess you should never talk about what specifically inspires a song, especially if it's a hit or they'll come for you. But it's like 
I wish we could. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to feel bad for Olivia Rodrigo, but I hope that like she's not disheartened having all of these like suits or having these like profit sharing things. It's like she's just a very young girl who's just put out her debut album and it's really successful. I hope she's being able to still bask in that and not mm-hmm. having to be like, oh, everyone's coming for me for similarities and all of this. Yeah, I think the mindset is, I would assume by her people, just sort of like. You are making so much money. Right. You are the only musician right now, like, like making money. Um, and also, like, this is your first thing. Yeah, like, like fight harder for the second thing, yeah. the third thing. I guess is what they might be saying. Right. But like for the first thing, maybe sometimes you just gotta. And that's the thing. It, but, it's like if the option are is go sucks, to court and like litigate this to death and spend a lot of money on lawyers' feet, or just like give Haley Williams some money. Just give Haley Williams some money. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then maybe you'll become friends and you'll write a song together. That would be lovely. That would be fun. Hello, Paramore and Olivia Rodrigo. That, I would be. That down would be something for that. Um, speaking about performers at the VMAs, did you hear that Chloe Bailey is uh, premiering her debut solo single at the VMAs? Part of your world? No, uh, <laughs> Chloe Bailey, not Hallie. Oh, yes, sorry, I know. I so them. it seems like while Hallie, I don't know, probably while Hallie was preparing and doing all of the Little Mermaid stuff, Chloe has gotten a single ready. She has a whole album ready. She says it's pop, and she's ready to come with a, a whole, whole new, album. Yeah, I mean, it's been like one year since. I, I know. Wow. I guess, but I mean, she's also a producer in her own right. So True. she can just like sit at her fucking computer and be like, okay, I'm making some shit. And if Hallie's not around, I'll do it my damn self. And I guess she did. Damn. Well, I'm, I'm excited. excited to hear that because like those are very talented girls. Absolutely. And I, I'm excited to hear what Chloe Bailey can make it. I know. And if it's like a pop thing, like what is that going to yeah. sound like? I'm, I mean, there are going to be some good VMA performances. I can't wait to see what Casey Musgraves does. She's performing as well as Lil Nas X. When are the VMAs? I think they're like the 12th of September or something okay. like that. A lot of award shows happen in, in September. What else is happening? The Tonys. Oh, the 26th. wow. And the Emmys are in September. Shit. Jeez. Oh, man. It's going to be a lot. And then the album's dropping like Lil Nas X and the Lil Nas X album. Yes. Casey Musgraves. Yes. All right, we're going to have busy September. I know, right? Yeah, while I'm trying to fucking move. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to follow up from last week's episode, right after we put it out, uh, basically, OnlyFans has dropped the plan to uh, to ban porn. So, great. OnlyFans is still well, going to be a thing. Now that Matt Palmer and I are breaking up, 2K Matt, <laughs> I will have a new source of income. Not that, like, we get so much income from 2K <laughs> We Matt. have so much. We are bathing in money. Um, uh, that'll be interesting. I'm sure you'll have some fans, some OnlyFans. Oh my God! Would you guys follow me if I started? This is <laughs> this is not going to happen. It so would literally why? just be me making videos of myself, like doing best supporting actress Oscar impressions. I sadly think a lot of people would buy that. Yeah, they would. <laughs> well, get on it. And what are you doing? It would be great. They would be good. Oh my God! If I like started an OnlyFans, and it was just to you just doing, do that, that would be hilarious. I mean, there <laughs> there are people with OnlyFans that aren't doing that kind of porn stuff. So hey, do it. All right. <laughs> do it. I dare you. Um, did you watch the trailer for Lil Nas X's album? Oh, yes. Iconic. Incredible. It's just like everything he does. I'm just like. Yes. I fucking love him. It's him in his little CGI world. Talentless homosexual. Please. Amazing. (laughs) That's like what, like that is just, I I love him. I love him. He does no wrong in my eyes. I want everything he does to have a little preview video of the Montero news. I know. And like you look at the little news scrollings at the bottom and it's like just so funny. And I love how it says like Lil Nas X and his Caucasian friend broken (laughs) up. I know. It's just 
And that song in that trailer. Amazing. I love it because it it's just like, it's just a gay, big old it's a gay. Big gay pop song. I'm lonely. I know. <laughs> like, I know. And I'm like, yes, I can relate to that. <laughs> like a gay dance, I'm lonely. Hello. That doesn't feel sappy no. or like too much. I love it. I love it. I love them. I'm excited for this. Um, I didn't mention this last week, but it was happening already last week. It had already been announced. And I'm. it just goes back to, you know, uh, remember when I was mad about Insecure ending because, you know, it's art or whatever. It's coming out in October. I'm excited for that. But it's going to be crazy because that means October on starting in October on Sundays, I will have mm-hmm. Housewives of Potomac, mm-hmm. Best Show on TV, Insecure, Best Show on TV. Mm-hmm. And then Housewives of Salt Lake City is coming back on Sundays as well. That's like three hours block of me just like never leaving the TV. So I hope Big Brother's over by then because I'll be in front of the TV. Uh, Big Brother's over, I think, September 29th. Oh, great. That's literally perfect. I know. Oh, my God. Look at that. Look at us. I mean, who? You'll maybe be moved. I was going to say, who even knows if we'll have to fight over the TV anymore? Will I have a TV anymore? I know. I hope you're. I hope you're furniture shopping, bitch, because it's oh, gonna be. <laughs> don't worry. I'm saving money for the furniture. Good, good. Because a lot of that living room furniture. I know. I was literally saving like so much money. I'm just like, yes, yes. I'm saving so much money. I'm saving so much money. And then suddenly Matt Palmer's just like, mm, and Jackson are moving <laughs> in together. And I was just like, well, there goes all of that. Hey, money. but it'll be. You're gonna think of all the cute stuff you're gonna have. I'm gonna have a lot it'll of be cute stuff. so your play. I mean, I hope the new roommate approves of the stuff. Huh. They'll suck it up. <laughs> They'll fucking deal. It's like, this is my place, bitch. They'll deal with my giant Carol Channing pictures everywhere. I'm excited for them. Do you have any people in mind to take my place? In the oh, home? yes. I have like a person who's like still, I messaged him today. I was like, just so you know. Is he like, the friend from? My friend, a friend from home, yes, friend from yes, high yes, school yes. who just recently moved out. Uh, he's living in Orange County now, staying with his cousin. Yes. And he's trying to find a place in LA. And, and he likes our place. He's seen the pictures. He's seen the pictures. And he's yes. like, he said it was beautiful oh i know and i wasn't even in the picture so it's really the place that's okay <laughs> um, and so he, he was like um he was like yeah um just keep me posted on like when that date is yeah because i feel like that's the only thing he's like a little worried about yeah it's like and when so, it would be yeah does he want so, it to be soon i don't know okay. i i think just like not like past like december or oh something. god um but uh <laughs> it's past december truly burying me yeah. in the ground <laughs> but if he but, but if he flakes on me i have like a backup damn yes i You're do ready. and then i also there is a friend of mine who lives in uh hollywood bordering like west hollywood yeah and he needs per- a person to like fill his place would and you so, live over there yes like and i don't want to leave our apartment yes. but like at least like i have like a last you have a, last, you have a last resort resort if yeah. like, i need to all right you're ready I guess you're just really wanting to kick me out oh I mean I'm just really wanting a date actually (laughs) (laughs) so do I okay we're in the same boat you would have had a date if they had picked our fucking application they will they will those people are 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 not gonna sign that would be oh my god we'd literally put out an emergency podcast if it happened (laughs) so if you don't get an emergency podcast tomorrow send me your condolences it'll be like an emergency (laughs) podcast that's just 20 seconds long of just (laughs) (laughs) we got the house um I picked this story because I I think I saw you tweet about it it seemed like someone in a generation that you cared about Mm. Ed Asner Mm. a TV legend icon legend most decorated actor at the Emmys and he was in on the Mary Tyler Moore show yes he passed away. He passed away. So now all of the original cast members of Mary Tyler Moore have all passed away. A bunch of them this year. Because wow. Betty White was not on the original season. Oh. Um, so she is still alive. But all like the people 
yeah. the original cast members and everything. And Ed Asner was just so amazing. Such like brilliant comedic timing where it's like, even if, even if you knew what joke it was going to be, his, his delivery of it was just so funny. He was mm. so good at just playing such a grouch, just such yeah. a lovable grouch. Yeah. And you know, I mean, he's iconic, 92 years old. So won seven Emmy awards. Jeez. So and like, he was the guy in up. I didn't realize that. Yeah. He's the, the voice of the guy in up. Wow. And he was always very um, supportive. Like he would always take a bunch of jobs. Like, he would always want mm. to support like small, like he, my friend made a, a feature film yeah. and Ed Asner was in it. Ed wow. Asner was like, yeah, sure kid, I'll do your movie. Oh my gosh. And then he just had like a small part. He, I think Michael Moore tweeted, I think I liked it. Michael Moore tweeted, he was like, when I was a, a like young guy mm-hmm. I and I wanted to make films, I had no idea what to do or how to raise the money to do it. So I mm. literally just mailed famous people letters. Wow. Like any famous person, like letters just being like, I am trying to make a film. What How do I, I get do? money? Like, what do I do and everything? And he said, Ed Asner was like, I don't know you, kid, but here's $500. Oh, my God. I know. Ed Asner fucking rocks. He was cool. He's great. Well, may he rest. Um, is there any other news for idiots that you'd like to share with the people today? I don't think so. Okay. I just want to say if you're in the Louisiana area, oh please my stay safe. Yes. Our hearts go out to you guys. I'm, I'm seeing things on Twitter of like people who are like stuck in their homes oh and say like tweeting I, this is my address someone please help I'm in my attic Jesus. like it's so terrifying it's devastating I you know so if there are any if there are any like places you could donate yeah to that are you know reputable please do yes um yeah that's awful so yeah we're gonna take a quick break and be back with more to game ads the podcast we are back. It's true. And we're going to talk about some important things like the Lord. Yes. Or just Lord <laughs> in the section email my heart, which is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gamats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. So the first question is actually semi came to us from two people because we got two <laughs> emails about this. We got a bunch of emails this week, so a few will be on the back burner. Um so first email came to us from Kelly. Mm. Kelly asks, what happened to Lord? <laughs> Hi, Matt and Matt. I recently discovered your podcast and now I'm working my way back through all your episodes. I'm in April 2020. Jesus. Now, and it's so fun remembering everything that's happened in the past year and a half, even while we were all stuck inside. Thank you for giving me hours of entertainment. Oh, that's so sweet. Also, thanks to you. I now know that Big Brother is not a show about a mentorship program. <laughs> <laughs> I love this person. Why did I think it was something like the Big Brothers Big Sisters program? And I might actually give it a try. Oh wow. Oh girl, Kelly, I will tell you which seasons to watch. Um I also started uh Real Housewives of Potomac, which is amazing. Yes. Now to my question. I'm sure you've heard Lord's new album, and I'm curious if you were as disappointed as I was. Are you sure we've heard it? <laughs> it was probably my most anticipated release by an artist I love, but I really felt like it was boring, mellow, and every song basically sounded the same. I hate to say that, but I kind of feel the same way about Billie Eilish's new album, Jeez. too. What happened? Kelly's an icon, guys. Um, <laughs> just brutally honest, I love it. And But also, we got an email from Jordan saying, um, Lord... <laughs> Hi, no mention or review of solar power makes me nervous for your opinion. (laughs) Thanks, Jordan. Uh, Well, thank you for your emails. (laughs) I feel like there was a point in our two gay Matt's career where we, I feel like made a semi-conscious effort to not review things that we didn't, like we just 
thought we wouldn't like. You know what I mean? Like okay. if, yeah. if there was something that has been showing you signs before it is released, like this maybe isn't for you. Or maybe it's like something that like we wouldn't have an opinion on. Right. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's Because that's the thing is if it was something we really disliked, that could be a fun video. If it was something that was like... I don't know what to say I don't know what you want me to say about this. I don't think that's a fun 15-minute video. But if you'd like to hear our thoughts, I think I made it through the whole album one time. Can't recall that. Mood Ring is a cute girl. Um... I, I don't hate the nail salon song that came out earlier. It it does it washes over me like background music, which I feel like not the entire Billie Eilish album. I stand by "Happier Than Ever" being one of her best songs, and "My Future," which you know it, it's its own thing. But I, I think both of those albums in general, what Kelly is referring to, is the background music ness of those. Okay, for me. more so, Lord, just because we're really sticking with acoustic guitar and like very light flourishes yeah and the, the meandering melodic and lyrical content yeah and just the the pleasantness of the, of the lord pleasant. album which it's like very pleasant I, I have to give it to lord in this era though like she is committing it to the absolutely sunshine like it's a it's a very unique and specific idea and yes. she is playing into it yes. very well she is committing and I think my favorite song on the album is Domino's. Okay. Unfortunately, it's two minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I need to re-listen to that Because I was one. listening to it, and I'm just like, this is a very, very, very cute, good song. Like, yeah. I really like it. I think Mood Ring, I really like a lot. It's good. And the music video really cracks me up, because she's just in that blonde wig, and it's just so <laughs> funny. And just the the content of the song, like, the melody is very good and everything. Yeah. Um, the Nail Salon, Stone at the Nail Salon, I do like. Yeah. I will say it does remind me a lot of uh, my favorite Lana Del Rey song, which um, Oh. Is, um, uh, hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Oh, great song. Interesting. Um, but it reminds me of that. But yes, I agree. Like a lot of the rest of the album, I'm a little kind of just like, huh, I don't know what to make of this. Yes. I have a lot of questions about the one song, uh, The Man with the Axe. Mm. I was like, what, what's, what's happening, happening here? I, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't know what to make of it. Yeah. There, there were parts of songs where I was like, yes, yes. Yes. And then the song would keep going and I'd be like, I'm a little lost. Yes. Now. I feel like lost is my description. And it's, again, not unpleasant, but I also don't think for me. It just is also a hard left turn from the like power pop, incredible, like sonic achievement that melodrama is. And it's, it's, I'm sure if it was by another artist and uh, at another time, I'd be like, yeah, this is fine. This is perfectly nice and fine. And, but it, it, it feels uh, disappointing coming from someone who loves that sound so much to be so indifferent about this new album is, mm. it's a tough feeling. You don't want to be indifferent about, you know, the girl who made fucking melodrama. I know. I re-listened to melodrama too. And I was like, oh. The thing, when you re-listen to melodrama, it's like, oh, it's better than I remember it. Yeah. It really, like, it's an album that truly gets it, better and yes, better and better with it time. It ages beautifully. Yeah. It really does. Um, also, Kelly, Seasons of Big Brother, you have to watch. Ah. Season six is, in my opinion, the best season. Oop. But oh, 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 sorry. My alarm went off. I don't know why at 1120 at night. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you got to remind yourself that it's 1120 it's at night. It's true. Um, season six is my favorite season because they that house just hated each other. Season 10 is like the first thing you should watch. Season 10, season 10, season 10. Because That's not when I watch, is it? You've never watched season okay. 10. You started at 14, I believe. Okay. Uh, and my very controversial opinion about Big Brother seasons, I loved season 15 because it was a complete disaster. Mm. Everyone else hates that season, <laughs> but I loved it because it was a complete wreck. I'll go, I could go on, but Kelly, just start there. Um, or watch season three if you want to see my favorite player of all time, Danielle Reyes. Anyway, mm. next question comes to us from Cole. Hi, Cole. Cole says, email my heart. 
Hey guys, I first just want to say a big thank you because I launched a pop music podcast with my friend called Whole Radio. No, it is not a Courtney Love podcast. Okay. Our names are Haley plus Cole equals Whole. Makes sense. Anyways, it wouldn't exist without the Listening Party podcast, which I love. Our first episode is out and we cover Chromatica, but anywho, I know the listeners don't care about that. <laughs> Shut up, Cole. I care about it. I want to listen. I'm going to check it out. Do it. Everyone check out Whole, Whole Radio. If you want some amazing pop commentary, clearly Cole has great taste. And that's the thing. The taste is there if he loves us. The taste is there if he loves us. Yeah. Um, so his question is, Iggy Azalea just put out her final album, The End of an Era. I definitely think it has a lot of strong moments. She may return to music, but looking back at her career, what are your favorite songs or just thoughts on her discography slash legacy overall? I feel like we've been set up to be mean <laughs> in these questions. I have nothing mean to say about I mean, it. I mean, I don't know mean. her music well enough. Right. I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, she what she's, I think, one of the closer things you can get to a one hit wonder these days. Of course, she like got enough people following her, but I feel like Fancy was a giant hit, right? As Problem was a giant hit with featuring Iggy Azalea. And then I think she had a song that featured Jennifer Hudson that I feel like was in the desert or in jail or something. I just don't know that she ever um, uh, followed that up in a big, major pop mainstream way that people took a lot of notice of. I know she she did Pretty Girls with Britney Spears. So, hey, she got to hang out with Britney. That's great. That's a win. Mm. And she seems funny in interviews. This is not a knock at her. I just think that she had a, she was, you know, it was like when they they asked that question, like, would you rather be, you know, a flash in the pan for a moment or a person that like puts out things under the radar, uh, but people always care about it. I feel like you never are fully a flash in the pan these days because you're always going to get big fans. And Mm -hmm. she has big fans. She has a big, you know, group of fans that'll always care about the stuff she does. But me being on the outside of that, she has not uh, popped up on my radar so much since 2016. Yeah, I mean, Fancy's, Amazing and great song. We love it. Yes. Um, obviously, Problem is also excellent. Um, and the, another song of hers that came out, I remember that you made me listen to because you were like, this is really fun, was that song Team. Oh, I did like out. Team. Team was really fun. That's literally all I've ever heard from Iggy. Yeah. Iggy Azalea. I mean, I think it's weird, though, that she is like retiring. I don't or know. Or is this like one of those like, oh, I'm retiring from music. And then like a year later, she's like, I'm back. I feel like it could be that. But maybe maybe it really is a retirement. I feel like she probably has faced a lot of negativity and a lot of trolls and people that don't like her. So yeah. I could see her getting worn down by that. And especially if the music is getting, you know, diminishing returns each time she puts something out, then maybe I could see step away and like pursuing other branding ventures and things because that's what a lot of people like hello Rihanna was a very successful pop star and she's like yeah I'm a billionaire that now though so mm. maybe Iggy can make more of a monetary splash elsewhere she possibly could, she could. you know you I never know I have faith she first things first she is the realist <laughs> that is true so. <laughs> all right so Matt Steele I have a question for you yes what has been giving you moments darling all right Everybody but Kelly is going to hate me because I'm going to talk about Big Brother. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, this season of Big Brother, I would describe as very, very, very strategic and good. But I wouldn't say it's like super amazing because everything that uh, the household has wanted has gone according to plan. So Mm. it's like no one's nothing has really gone against the plan caused anyone any like problems. Yeah. So like I think this season is somewhere in the middle in terms of like seasons of Big Brother. Yeah. Um, and another problem I had was there was no like villain of yeah. the season because everyone was very likable. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> there was a girl in the house named Sarah Beth. 
She is young. She is cute. Mm. She is into girls. Okay. She posts videos of herself dressed as anime characters singing in Japanese. Love that. Internet. So in other words, she's an icon. Clearly. Um, and she has like this little high pitched voice and. Uh, America liked her for a while because she was very savvy socially. She was not afraid to be like super honest. And so, but the past week she was the head of household. And in my opinion, she had the most strategic head of household any household has had this season because there's this twist where players can earn these BB bucks. If America likes them, they vote for them to get more BB bucks. They Mm. can trade these BB bucks in for the chances to play games and win power. Why do they refer to it as America as if the whole country is watching? Why couldn't they just say the audience? That's like the the audience. They always just, they're always like America. America hates me. America loves me. America's thinking this. They're America's America's not thinking about you. (laughs) If that's helpful to anyone currently in the Big Brother house, I guess you can't listen to podcasts, but once you get out, we're not thinking about you, but go on. I don't want to interrupt. Well, um, so, so she took this like twist into consideration when making her decision of who she wanted to target. Mm. She decided to target Derek X, mm. who is far and away America's favorite player this season. He's going to no. win America's favorite player at the end of the season. So America loves it when you play really strategically and really smart. Unless you target their favorite. Of course, And then suddenly you're a horrible player, you're evil, you're terrible. No one likes you. Literally every word that you say on the live feeds is turned against you on (laughs) BB Twitter, and you're just made the villain of the season. Uh, So a big criticism that a lot of seasons have had recently is that a lot of players, you can tell, want America to like them, and they kind of like pander to America a little bit. Well, not Sarah Of course not. Sarah Beth does not give a... Fuck <laughs> what America thinks about her. And but the thing is, she always does it with a smile on her face. She mm. knows she knows Derek is winning the most BB bucks out of anyone. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, America loves him. Whoops, well, he's still my target. Yeah. Um, I've he was my target when I won HOH. Um, and if you say that Kylan control her HOH, no, he didn't. He just helped her come up with this plan because she was always originally targeting either Derek X or Xavier. And Derek X was the smarter choice. I'm sorry. He's won more competitions and he, he had the most BB bucks out of anyone. So he's the one to target. She doesn't know the cookout exists. So she so that's the best target strategy. I feel in like her you're brain. arguing with someone who's not here. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, because online just is so furious at Sarah Beth. And uh-huh. it's it's gotten to be embarrassing. Like mm. the Big Brother fans are annoying and obnoxious and terrible, as you can tell by myself. <laughs> okay. um, but they're just so awful the way they villainize people. But so Sarah Beth, she does not care that she is taking out America's favorite Mm. and she is rolling in his blood. She is looking into the cameras being like, America, I'm about to get rid of your boy. Sorry. Just amazing. But in the diary room, in the episode, she actively told America to go fuck themselves because she 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 was talking about the the BB bucks and in her like confessional on the edited episode and she's talking about them and she just goes actually you know what America can wipe their butts with the BB bucks because they're not giving them to me anyway because <laughs> of course America's giving her no BB bucks right. but it just to just give a big old fuck you like that to mm. America and be like, America doesn't like me, and I truly don't care. It's giving me um, season six of Big Brother when April Lewis didn't 
Janelle was winning all the prizes mm. for Buy America. Like Janelle won a phone call from home and she talked to this boy she had a crush on in the Big Brother house for like right. five minutes about Britney Spears' baby when <laughs> everyone in the house was crying about like missing their parents. <laughs> and April Lewis famously said, if America likes Janelle, then the fans of this show are pieces of shit. <laughs> Iconic. And I- so it just really gave me such joy to see someone just be like, no, fuck you, America. I'm going to do what is best for me. Is Sarah Beth going to win this season? Absolutely not. She's going going home this week. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, because obviously she's everyone's target. Um, but she successfully got out Derek X, America's favorite player. And it's like you. And she did not bat an eye. You go, girl. I mean, I will say that the worst housewives are the ones that like look at social media and see how people react to them and then change their personality the next season. It's yes. like, no. If yes. you're if you're awful, just be awful. And, but the thing is, she's not awful. She's like <laughs> such a nice girl. Like, right. The thing is, she's the villain of the season, but she's not problematic in the slightest. Right. Like compared to other seasons. Like oh, right. also Kelly. Speaking of like crazy people, season eight, season eight, <laughs> season eight had the craziest cast. Anyway, um, and so. It's it's just like refreshing to see her just be so brutally honest, right? I mean, if know? nothing else, it's like at least we know you're not just here to try to build up your in social media following. Exactly. It's like being on The Bachelor. It's just like be who you are and do that. Like, don't try to like make yourself look as good as possible, or the show's not interesting. Every reality show needs villains, and it's like it's just a show. Yes, like, people will get over it it's, and they'll forget about it's it. It's a stupid game, and the the thing is like she's gonna have a hard time getting out of the house because like people are going to be so mean to her on social media because. Because that's what they do. Right. They're fucking assholes. Like the Big Brother fandom is full of just like such fucking assholes. And so she's just got to take a break. Mm-hmm. She's got to stay close with the people who love her. And the whole, like she has friends all in the house. Right. Like, they all like her and everything. Even right. Though they get annoyed with her sometimes. But because they get all annoyed with each other. But she'll have a little bit of a hard time. But then years down the road, people will be like, oh, Sarah Beth. Icon. It's all like right. people hated April Lewis and her. Um. Uh, alliance back in 2005 during season six and now people look at that whole alliance and they're like you know what America hated them but they were iconic they were I mean iconic. there's a reason that the show works when there's two sides and like you're not supposed to be rooting for everyone that's not a fun reality show you know yes exactly it's the whole thing so um for me I've got to say I feel like I've talked about a lot of shows that are perfect uh this episode Salt Lake City Potomac uh Insecure and there's one other show that just came back with its first two episodes that was on Comedy Central back in 2019, and now it's back on HBO Max. And it took two years because they began filming it during COVID. They had to shut everything down, and then it brings shooting back up again. The other two is back, and I fuck it. It's the smartest and funniest and quickest show. I love it so so much. They have not missed a beat, and it's from. The, I feel like I'm sure I've talked about this before, but it's from Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider. The, two head writers of SNL back when they were doing like Beyonce parodies and stuff. It is just so brilliant. Molly uh, Shannon is so incredible as the mom. She was now this season. She is the, the star of the show. She has her own talk show. She has her own like Ellen esque daytime talk show. Oh my God. The, that's so funny. It's that's, so, that's so great for her character. So <laughs> great. And so the first episode is all about like, you're getting back to know where the characters are and all of this. The second episode is so brilliant. There is this couple of gay these gay guy couples one of them is like 25 the other one is like 55 Mm -hmm. but you see them kiss backstage but Chris Kelly's character doesn't see this but they go on to Pat's show and basically 
they, they show a video of like the younger one coming out to his dad who is his boyfriend really and then he's just like dad I'm gay and then the dad quote unquote is like that's gross but I love you anyways and it's like we've brought you here to give you $25,000 <laughs> And so then the, the gay guy character like follows them around with his boyfriend and like tries to like be a good mentor for this guy who's just trying to game the system and win this money from Pat Dubeck's television show. Oh and they're going around the city and he's like taking them to like big gay ice cream and all this stuff. And they're like, please stop. Like, this is so <laughs> embarrassing. And like, we just want to be the kind of couple that they could like, that this kid could grow up and be to be and like, know that we're just normal, like any other couple, but we're just happen to be gay. And then the, both the like gay couple who's like trying to find a third from Grindr is just like, these guys are so fucking annoying. That's so funny. It's brilliant. Like, it's just so interesting and so niche and like every line is so sharp. The storylines are so inventive. I love, love, love the show. If you've missed it, if you didn't watch season one, one, it's all in Feel Max now. Watch season two. I'm sure every episode's going to be as great as those episodes are. I I love the show. That's a show that like you had on the TV all the time, like when it was on, and then suddenly it just disappeared. And that's the thing. It and, was and gone. No one was talking. It was about gone it. for two whole years. Yeah, and 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 then I started seeing stuff about it again. And I was like. Oh my god, I forgot about I'm this show. I'm so it's glad back. it's back. It is so incredibly funny. I cannot recommend it enough. You're going to love it if you haven't started. And if you're into it, just know that it is back and it is ready for your views. So get your eyes on it. It's perfect. Perfect. It's perfect. All right, is there anything else you need to tell the people before we sign off for this week? I truly don't think so. Okay. The, the people are still crying because they know that you... Uh, you're you're leaving. Oh my gosh. Well, Matt Steele is not crying. He has like nine other people lined up. So clearly, <laughs> if he's over it, you can get over it. I and plan ahead. You do, and I like that. I'm a strategist like what? Sarah. Exactly. You're just like Sarah Beth. <laughs> An- wait, another iconic thing that she did a couple weeks ago. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm she- sorry too. <laughs> <laughs> a couple weeks ago, they were playing like the veto Sarah like thing. Yeah. Um, and. A thing was if you got out, you picked a prize, uh. and then the next person who got out got to take your prize or pick another prize. Okay. Um, and Sarah Beth got out and she picked five thousand dollars. Yeah. And then Derek X got out and he was about to take the five thousand dollars, but Sarah Beth started crying and she was like, "Derek, please no, it's my birthday. Please don't take this because he he got like a punishment. Yeah. Like where he had to accompany someone to the bathroom every time they went to the bathroom uh. and announced that they were going to the bathroom like every day for like five days. Um, and so she started crying and he was just like oh, I'll just take the punishment so he like let so like Sarah Beth cried to keep her $5,000 and then she kicked him out oh my iconic I would have never done that Derek I'd have been like alright bitch that's I'd like thing. the $5,000 that's the thing everyone is just like oh how dare Sarah Beth do that and it's like Derek's the one Derek is the one I would never have agreed to she that she convinced him not to use his BB bucks to like keep himself safe the week that she kicked him out it's a, she was great and Derek has gone on his own accord Bye. Oh my God. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.